Hello and welcome to Sign On Crew. I'm Alfie, your host. It's been a while since the last episode. I know uh, it, I have been quite busy working on my relocation from Mexico to South Korea. So far, it's been great. And now that I settled in, I will be uploading episodes as before every week. Um, I'm also happy to announce that as some of you have asked, Sign On Crew will be on YouTube. We will be working uh, on the material, however, we expect to be alive with the videos on the last week of November 2019. On today's episode, I will be talking about a detailed description of my duties as a guest services officer. Sign on Crew, as you know, is a show about revealing and sharing the shipboard job secrets, taboos, and not that secrets stories from crew members so you can make informative decisions and smarter choices when it comes to whether or not applying for a job as a crew member on board a cruise ship. So what's this position that I'm talking about, this guest services officer? On the cruise line that I was working on, which it was Royal Caribbean, we call it guest services officer, uh, but it also can be called with different names. What are those names are, uh, so receptionist, purser, customer service agent. If you have been in a hotel, you might experience uh, someone who will assist you at the desk to be able to, sometimes we call them clerk, that they will be basically just checking you in, assisting you with queries, answering the phones and so on. So in here, we're gonna go through what's the position and how it actually works. On board the ships, this position belongs to the guest services. The guest services is a department which it called it could also be called pursers. And how this department works, uh, we do have a division head, which is the guest services manager, who will report to the hotel director. Under him, we will have his or her right hand, the front desk manager. And depending on the size of the ship, uh, he might or might not have an assistant who will perform the role as a supervisor and several specialty positions. Then lastly, here's where the guest services officer come in. Although it might be the last one on the chain of command for the actual department, it's a key piece on the chessboard since the success of the departments will be focused on the satisfaction of the guests. And this will be directly proportionate with the ability of the customer service agent to resolve the issues. A brief description that I found on the online website for RCCL it says that you will require a communication, organization skills, ability to resolve issues aside from cash handling. A must have on this position is like every other position on board, you will require to be able to speak, write and read English. Now, uh, talking about English in particular on this position, you will be dealing with customers from all over the world, meaning that you will hear different accents. You also gonna experience, um, different ways of behavior. So you kind of have to be ready for that. And as well to be able to have that mindset of open mindset for every culture, no? So how long this contract of this position it is, which is his guest services officer, is five months and a half roughly. You must be asking yourself what background do you require in order to apply for this and the amount of experience that uh, you need prior to joining the ships. So I will say, or general on the brand that I was on, um, it will be ideally two years uh, holding a similar position on land or other cruise line. Now, if it's land-based hotel, 
it's recommended that this hotel or resort uh, have about five stars or is a luxury or a well-renowned brand. Uh, will definitely help this on your application or resume when you're applying for this position. So what kind of education uh, do I need in order for me to be able to apply or be eligible to become a guest services officer? Uh, particularly, I found that mostly uh, it is a high school diploma. College will be good and a bachelor degree will be just great. No, Anything above, uh, it will be a plus. Also want to mention that personally, I have seen applicants just finishing their college of tourism or hospitality related with a little experience of three months of internship, getting the actual job as a guest services officer. Now, ultimately will come down to your attitude and the way that you uh, present yourself in the interview and how you handle, you know? Um, so how is the work during the cruise? If you come in as a brand new hire, the first two weeks will be mostly uh, covered by training related about safety, security, getting to know the softwares and seeing what other people and of course finding your way around it is very important. Talking about uh, regular cruise after you have catch up with all your mandatory trainings uh, might be like the following one. I will just describe it briefly and I will take as an example and I will take as an example seven day cruise, which is pretty common on the cruise ships. Now, this might be different like anything else. I will talk on this channel, but again, it's just to help you understand the big picture of what you will be signing for. If you wish to become a crew member, it is it, it depends on the, the brands. However, some of the stuff will be just pretty similar. Now, going back to the cruise flow. On the first day of the cruise, let's suppose that you are on the morning shift. Depending on the arrival of the ship or the home port you are scheduled to, to arrive, it might vary. But let's say that we'll be arriving around 7 o'clock in the morning. So you come in at work at around six. So as soon as you come up, most likely you will see guests already lining up to clear their bills. The night chef or guest services officer will be there looking pretty busy with phone calls. And in the morning, you will be clearing account, resolving disputes. Um, it could be a minibar dispute. It could be a dispute over uh, some beverage package or a dispute about the internet didn't work and they didn't come so many stuff that you might be handling on that particular day. Besides that, the pace have to be quick and you should be able to resolve them. This will be over after a few hours before you start balancing your float, which is important. Just making sure that all the payments match with the payments slips and also that you still have uh, the money that you're supposed to on your float. Arranging and cleaning the desk and sanitizing, which is a big, big thing on board. And you will find it that um, most of the cruise ships are pretty afraid of an outbreak. What an outbreak is, it will be, I will give you an example of uh, something that they call gastrointestinal illness. Um, which probably at home or just in land is pretty common that you have a uh, upset stomach and you might experience diarrhea or any any symptoms that comes with the GI that they call, right? But on board the ship, they will isolate people for this. They will make sure that this uh, virus doesn't 
spread around. So sanitizing, as I mentioned, is a very, very big thing and you uh, have to watch for it. Now, um, other duties related to closing the voyage will be preparing for the upcoming cruise. About 10.30 in the morning, once the boarding starts, which means all of the guests that are uh, on the previous voyage or the previous cruise already left the ship. We had clean, completed the ship. Uh, we turned over uh, venues, uh, staterooms, and every other place that we have clean. Then we start receiving these upcoming guests. So we start uh, by welcoming the guests. Again, queries about accommodations, dining room seating, packages, shows, uh, etc. So you will have a few hours break um, between your shift. So if you're not really tired, which most likely you will, because uh, previously it's not that you rest before the actual, it is not like you rest before the actual cruise finish and the other cruises start, but you have to run just continuously, no back to back. So if you have time and if you're not that tired, you definitely can go ahead and go out, no? So from 11 o'clock in the morning, you will be starting again around three o'clock. When you coming back, you will see this never ending line at the desk. You set up your station, start assisting them. You will be ending up around 7.30 where you will pick up your stuff and usually you follow up with your pending items. So, uh, either you uh, got some uh, concerns or queries about certain things. So you might have to email the right department. You might have to email the office back in wherever uh, the headquarters are. Uh, you might have to follow up with calls either with the divisions such as, I don't know, perhaps the beverage uh, have to deliver some uh, mocks that they haven't done, some stuff that haven't done from the spa. Perhaps you have to reach out the guests to let them know that the request wasn't um, granted and so on. So many other things that you actually have to do after your shift, including as well that you have to balance your float. As well, you do have supervisors or colleagues that um, you could pass along some stuff. Ultimately, you are the one held accountable for, but you are allowed to ask for help, no? And it, in fact, uh, on this ship that I was on or this different um, ships that I was on, uh, you were actually encouraged to look for help in order for you to be able to be more efficient. Now, any escalate concerns, you can also just pass them along to your supervisor in order for them to follow up. Now, uh, let's talk about on, uh, the second day of the cruise. So you will come on duty if you're still on the morning shift that they don't do sudden changes, especially on the last day, first day of the cruise. Those uh, changes of shifts, we don't do them at all because uh, people will be just completely tired of it, no? So on the second day of the cruise, you will come on duty around 7.30, uh, set up your station, checking up your email, again, assisting guests with some concerns, and it will actually go quite slow. You will see uh, guests coming in slowly and most of them, they are in a pretty good mood because they had a good night rest and they are already officially on a cruise, no? So um, the actual line, the, uh, the guest services desk or the front desk would uh, start picking up uh, not until 9.30 in the morning and especially if it's a day at sea. 
with queries of all kinds from onboard credits to amenities, uh, setting of credit cards, issues here and there, dining room seating might pop back again. And it, this goes on and on until noon when you uh, will have your lunch time. There's usually as well an actual briefing that you take with your team, your managers, and you talk about the, the issues that happened the day before and the issues that they are currently on the table in order for us to resolve it. Now, uh, you go for lunch. This second day is not as hard. However, since you start building up tiredness from the last day of the cruise previously, it's adding up, no? So the embarkation day and the second day of the cruise might be feeling particularly heavy. Once you come back in the evening about 4 o'clock, there might be a chance that it's a formal night. What a formal night is just basically everybody gets formal, no? We have uh, something that we call captain reception where uh, he comes down uh, to the main area where is the promenade and it would talks about just the ship it will uh, crack a few jokes it will uh, introduce some of the senior officers on board and it's basically a toast uh, about their cruise and they will have a nice meal pictures and so everybody's looking nice that day no so these uh, queries that you might be getting on that day in the evening will be about evening gowns that they send down to the laundry as well, no? So maybe they send something to press uh, that particular morning and haven't arrived. It goes pretty fast because you are occupied with all these little issues. They are easily resolved. From then on, the night will be quiet down at the front desk. Some of the reason might be that they are starting during their cruise or they might be taking pictures or their meals with their families and so on. So your day is over no? for the second day. And this is time that you could go uh, to the crew bar if you want and then just uh, take a deserved drink. Let's go to the third day of the cruise. So at this time, probably you will be arriving to a port of call. A lot of rush in the morning assisting guests with tours, uh, shuttle bus tickets, foreign exchange if you're arriving to another country, or any other query that they might have, no? Then after around 10 o'clock in the morning, again, it will quiet down and you feel ready to go ashore. About 11.30, you run. Uh, your first shift is over. You have lunch either on board if you prefer or you have it ashore in any of your uh, restaurants that you have picked before or you just go to explore, no? So you have a few hours to visit those places, uh, either uh, you discover by yourself or by... Uh, your friends that recommend you if you've been there for the first time and you enjoy the visit and you enjoy your visit. Uh, I recommend you to start enjoying like any locations as soon as possible so then you kind of get a sense of the actual pores of cold and as well you are able to help guests more easily know with queries that they might have where's the nearest bank where is this uh, nearest beach how to get to this restaurant what do you recommend for this what do you uh, think about that about this tour it is worth it or not worth it shall i take uh, shall I go here or shall I go there? So all these answers, you can actually find them yourself and just be able to have small talks with guests while you're on the front desk, no? So uh, when you're ashore, please do not forget that you are, that you have to get back. You're actually working. So don't go crazy by having a lot of drinks or might forget about the time that you have to go back on board and then particularly um, be on time for your schedule. So moving on, this uh, 
Ports of calls will be pretty similar. We'll just start with um, busy morning and then it gets a bit quiet in the afternoon. Everybody goes out and then you come back uh, in the afternoon and we'll be a bit busy again. No gas start getting back on board, start lining up, worrying about either they, they didn't have a good time on the excursions that they were on. So they have to just come over and relay that feedback to you or they might have other queries that they didn't have the time to ask so then they will start lining up again it will be getting busy and then you will finish around 8 8 30 in the evening and then all the days that are follow uh, will be pretty similar especially if there are ports of call in between they may vary from uh, just what time the arrival or the departure of the port but they will be pretty similar so the challenges might be different but it is just uh, similar. So let's uh, go to day seven of the cruise. Most likely it will be a sea day. So the lines will start early in the morning with guests clearing their accounts, again disputes, and other queries that you will uh, go throughout the day. No, so lines will go um, just very long and continuously. Basically, this is just how a cruise is for a gas services officer. This it was just something that I compiled again based on my experience and again I thought this might be relevant to whoever is applying for the position so you kind of have a clear picture of what you actually do on the desk. Now I'm leaving a lot of uh, details behind uh, such as what you do or how you work with the software. I didn't want to get much in details about the softwares that you use and how you perform your task and so on because it may vary from cruise line to cruise line however it's just a general aspect of the duties that you will have as a guest services officer or particularly i had while i was on board So I hope you found today's episode helpful. If you like our work, please uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or whatever platform you use. I will be very grateful if you could leave us a review and share it with a friend. If you have any thoughts on today's episode or any topics that you will like me to further touch on, email us at podcast at signoncrew.com. Again, thank you for listening and please stay tuned for the next episode. Oh,